0: Hello, it's going to be a bit of a scaled back episode this week. Craven and Peel can't make it for whatever useless reasons they have. Um, so it's just going to be me and Josh Chambers talking to you through Blackwater. Um, just want to give out some sincere thank yous before we get started. Uh, thanks to Tagore, Wama, Vince, Bambi and Reese for the organisational help they've given me, or more accurately, they've given me and Tagore because Tagore has been heavily involved with every stage, step of the way. Um, Camilla Fish and uh, Glenn Holman who did some of the art for us that's the, the house cards and the mat and the old art cards we did as well. Uh, Sean Emberley from Beyond the Wall who helped with the templating on those. Uh, Michael from Paris who sent along some extra prize support from uh, from France which was fantastic. Uh, Alexi and his team from Darksphere for letting us play there, um, sorting out all the Tome stuff so Tagore and I could concentrate on judging and organizing and not just the nitty gritty of the input. Um, So all the help you you received there, Uh, thank you, I didn't get a chance to thank Alexi on the day, so cheers. Um, The Horse and Stables pub down the road for letting us eat and drink there. Sorry some of us are a bit late, bit of a breakdown in communications there, but hopefully you got your money's worth anyway. And uh, last but not least, of course, thank you to everyone who came and made Blackwater such a success. Um, It was great to see so many new faces and meet people that I haven't met before. people from other countries who I hadn't met before and people from other countries I had, Uh, see some old friends, of course. Um, It was great. And hopefully we can repeat it next year. Uh, For those who want to do another Road to Starluck event, uh, Flea and Frackers is in August, or you can come to UK Nationals instead if you want to see my beautiful face again. But without further ado, here's some waffle.
1: His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. And if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne.
0: Hello and welcome to Banter Behind the Throne. I'm your King of the Castle, Dave Bamford. I'm just looking. We are recording. It was flashing at me. And I thought we might not be, but we are. It's fine. Uh, today we have episode 49 for you. Um, or as my guest for today, my dirty rascal would like to call it, episode 52. Uh, Josh is our guest for today. Would you like to introduce yourself, Josh?
1: Hello everybody, I'm Joshua Chambers, I'm the wrong Aris Orkart on some boards I can be bothered to post in sometimes.
0: For those who don't know him, he was, uh, Josh joined us a long time ago in episode 5 to talk about, uh, primarily House of Dreams 10 Towers, which is one of the most beautiful that I have ever seen. Um, and we did discuss that last episode during Thank our you. birthday quiz. Um. We've got him back today because uh, Josh did a good thing at the weekend. Would you like to tell us what that good thing was?
1: I attended a little tournament called the Battle for Blackwater Bay and um, people tell me I won it.
0: That You you won it? That's very
1: impressive. It doesn't seem very likely because I definitely remember getting
0: drunk and leaving my cards in the hostel. (laughs) Well... After that remarkable instance of leaving your cards in the hostel, what happened after that?
1: Well, I got to the event and I realised I had indeed brought my first edition deck, which just happened to have um, Wex's uh, Lannister Banner for the Kraken second edition deck in it. Yeah. And I had already typed up the deck for when Wex played it and smashed a game night kit, so Mm -hmm. I thought, well... No additional paperwork required. (laughs) No chasing down cards required. Let's give that a go. And you did pretty well with it. Well, I got defeated round one. So, Who did you lose to? I lost to Bambi. He was playing a Stark Sun build, which I believed was built by Donovan Van Beek. Don't
0: know if you've heard of him. I hear he's good at thrones.
1: I've met him once or twice. Come off... Maybe not the best for it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very interesting. It was hyper aggressive, making use of um, imprisoned to complement the military claim.
0: Okay. So after you got your pasty handed to you by Bambi, what did uh, what happened after that? Did you did you win out? Like, did you did you make the cut?
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I did. Just sneak into the cut. I won most of the rest of my games except for a very tough game against Menno playing Lannister Banner for the Dragon. Um, Mostly played against Greyjoy Crossing all day, though. And um, then, apparently, I was 5-2, and in the cut on at first 15th seed, but then it was bumped up to 14th. I'm not quite sure
0: why that happened. I was hoping you could elaborate. Um, Well, in this instance, it's because... uh... Someone dropped from the cut, which obviously upsets me. But are you fishing for a particular story about Reese? I, I didn't know who it was. Oh. Well,
1: Reese was 17, but we can get to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Thomas dropped from the cut. Uh, Reese had, had to go home um, very early on Sunday morning. So when he ended up 5 2, but with only a mod win. Having played no cards in his last round due to a blowout naval, naval from kid uh, from Kev Richardson. Uh, Reese threw his toys out the pram and went home. Um, unfortunately, he finished in 17th position and would have made the cut because of the drop. So, uh, sucks to be you, Reese, You raging twat.
1: While you mentioned that, I think I heard that Kevin Richardson managed to
0: hit with naval superiority turn one every game he played. I think uh I think there was one or two games where he didn't play at turn one. Oh, but right. he did hit with it every game. Yeah. Uh he was that's on correct. the he was on the stream against Craven in one round and Craven opened heads on spikes uh, yes. and hit Nymeria, but the fact that the uh the naval superiority cancelled the heads like gold and uh yeah. Kev was able to assert his dominance in front of well, that's the millions thing I mean. of viewers.
1: Craven's deck can do so much with just dropping two two gold characters, but I hear one zero gold character is less effective than two two gold ones.
0: Well, you would you would think that um, this isn't first edition. You know, you could do yeah. a lot with one zero cost character in first edition.
1: You could indeed.
0: Uh, second edition, less so. Yeah. So, um, do you have any highlights from your uh, from your adventure through the Swiss into cu- into the cut at fifteenth place?
1: Um. Well, I think I've got to mention keeping my perfect record against one <laughs> and compared to France.
0: And how good is perfect?
1: Um, it is t- two wins to me and zero to
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> is that one first and one second?
1: Uh, no, they're both in second edition.
0: Oh, okay. Um, the only time
1: we ever played against each other in first edition was in a casual draft on the Sunday of Nationals. <laughs> um, where he did win. He pulled the only card that wasn't guilty out of my hand, and I never saw another character all game, I believe. <laughs> and how many copies of guilty were in that hand? Um, only four, but they were right <laughs> in the deck.
0: <laughs> Naturally. How many noble characters did you have to fuel these guilties?
1: Um, I had a uh, Caitlin. Yeah. I had an Eddard. Mm. I had a Sansa. Mm. I had two Stannises. Okay. I had a Corset Bob. And I had the red keep
0: Oh yeah you can kneel through influence You can indeed Mm. Uh, For those who don't know Guilty was a uh, a core set First edition start card Dominance, kneel through influence Or what would now be Essentially pay three gold Yeah. Uh, Or kneel a noble character To choose and kill a character Is that right? It, um, it no, can't no. target
1: Stark characters, but I was very <laughs> lucky that I didn't play against a Stark player. <laughs> that's fine then. Yeah, that's what you want. Um, the only other time we played in 1st edition was when we started to have a joust on his coffee table, but I proceeded to start to die with what to got um, diagnosed as tuberculosis.
0: <laughs> I hear tuberculosis is bad for Thrones playing.
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I felt quite bad because that was my first time meeting you, my first time meeting Rowan and everyone, and my first time meeting Craven, and it didn't make a great impression because I was pretty plagued up.
0: Yeah, you were. But you know, anyone who plays um, Conclave Rush just makes me happy. So you know, it that,
1: that felt like be, the way it. to play against the Blood First and two 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 meta that was going on. Multiple intrigue challenges play really quick
0: ad Hans judgments. That's good enough, right?
1: Yeah,
0: it wasn't. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is true. <laughs> okay, um, so going back to second edition, which I assume yeah. people want to hear about before we
1: yeah the uh, oh.
0: devolve into um, first edition on the second day of Blackwater, and of course yeah we talk about first edition all, all week, all the week, week next week. Um, anything in particular from the cut that? Uh, you obviously, what, what did you have to fight through in the cut? Because um, they ma- say a, a good deck piloted by a good player should be able to get to the cut,
1: yeah.
0: uh, most of the time, and then it's all on matchups in the cut, or that is what some people say. Uh, how were those matchups for you? What did you have to face, face in the cut?
1: Um, in the top sixteen round? I played against a fantastic player who is definitely the better man in wedge. <laughs> yeah. And he was piloting Greyjoy Crossing. I played against four Greyjoy Crossing decks that day. The others were very much more Mm rush-orientated. Wedges had the removal it needed, and it was a bit more resilient. But I was able to just sort of do enough to stop him. I was always able to keep um, Fish Whiskers milked. Yeah. And then the turn that I was worried he was going to play weapons at the door, I flipped Calm, so I just... Did what I could to make sure we wouldn't get through unopposed. We do not saw something. See stone chair something. So on and so forth. And start to break through what I was building up. I mean, I saw most of my stealth characters that game as well, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's what you want against Greyjoy. You you, you want to see your Greyjoy cards.
0: <laughs> I assume you ran Syrio as well.
1: I actually took him out for Bron, I believe. Okay. <laughs> Uh I've got a somewhat of a fondness for Bron.
0: <laughs> Go on then. Tell us uh, which, tell us your story which, about Bron.
1: The next round I guess really, doesn't it? Okay. Um well a bit of backstory. Um when we played it cards in the Netherlands together. On the Sunday, we played in the melee at Dockside Brothel Days, and I decided to put free bronze in my deck last minute.
0: You say that, I was asleep on the sofa.
1: You were asleep on the sofa. To be fair, I think we got back into Leiden from Amsterdam at 6am. Yep. Yeah, I remember somebody karate kicking my barbecue sauce out of my hand on the train.
0: It was an accident. I was
1: asleep. You say that. (laughs) You had a very wry smile on your face.
0: I've always got a wry smile on my face.
1: I just had this gormless, mortified look all the way back to (laughs) leading. Like, 20-minute train journey. Anyway, um, so I I had a fondness of Bron from how much fun he was in melee, and I thought I'd throw him in for for when, after Wex's game night, Kate was the one change I made. And, um, yeah, I just thought, we'll throw him in. He... Increases the chance of tie win setups as well. And I saw him in my top eight game, which again was against Greyjoy Crossing, but one of a pointier variety. Um, I'd sort of decided that I needed to try and rush it and prioritise the power challenges beyond all else. Or as Vince called it in the stream, he just let a claim to intrigue go, what's he doing? <laughs> uh, um... So yeah, um, I top decked when I just needed to lay, lay a little bit of claim soak. Uh, I was behind on economy as well, it's important to point out, and playing first. And my top deck was Bronn Milk of the Poppy. <laughs> um, so I went one gold, Bronn. My opponent had gold, I think it might have because he's calling the banners. Yeah, it must have. Yeah, I pay one gold, I play Bronn, I go, your action. He says, I'll pass for now. I'll go, fantastic. One gold milk of the poppy and bronze. And it looks like I was just being silly, but it was actually so important for keeping <laughs> my very small, but exactly what I needed, bored out of Tyrion, Asher and Brothel Madame. Mm-hmm. Again, fair. I was told it looked fairly questionable in the final round of the game, where I chose to defend the claim to power and just soak up the military and took what could be arguably... Um, called my best two characters from the board. I got asked what I was doing for that, but he didn't have an intrigue icon standing, and I was on 14, so I just kept the brothel, madame.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who did you murder? Asher and... uh, Uh, I killed
1: Asher and Fion to Ah. play and left the brothel, madame. (laughs) But it was the
0: player. It was. If you win the game, you know, it doesn't matter who... I mean, on the way. At
1: the end of the game, my opponent had six cards in hand. He had Sirio Pharrell. he had some drowned men, he had a housemate uh, messenger, he had locations, he had his boats, economy. I had a Rose Road and a Brothel Madame and no cards in hand. <laughs> but I had 15 power against his 14 and I hear that means you win.
0: <laughs> that is what I've read. I can't confirm.
1: And then my top four game was against Xavi and he came out the doors with so much kill. Gregor, trials by combat. I mean, like, I was saving my iron minds from my important characters and just soaking up the bodies on attrition. My board rarely extended past three to four characters, and when it did, the soon went. But he was coming at me so aggressive every single turn that he was really neglecting the power challenges. I think, except for one or two intrigue challenges, just to get the unopposed, um, I managed to just do power challenges all game until I had 15 power. And how was your board looking at the end? At the end, my board was looking Tywin. <laughs> um, I did flip calling the banners. Oh, no, sorry. I think I had two reducers as well. Okay. But, you know, they had the icon that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And then when it came to the final, um, I really didn't have a clue what to do. I think I sat down with the idea. I'll just try and see how much power I can get before Ryan's board is built.
0: What do you want to talk to people about? What Ryan's deck was because oh, when he oh, explained it to me, I thought he was yeah. a monster. Oh, I love Ryan's deck, and I'm so annoyed that I beat it with my fucking <laughs> crappy board. It
1: is beautiful. So the idea behind Ryan's deck is 45 characters, um, yeah. 16 locations. Of course. None of anything else. Just getting out your big bodies. And let me tell you, when you've got that many stark unique characters out, doesn't matter if the big ones, doesn't matter if the little ones, that Winterfell Castle he was running two copies of, I think, mm. that that becomes something huge. I mean, I made a point of not wanting to, of, like, staying away from the top four and everyone else's cut games because I, d- I didn't want the knowledge. It would be totally shady. But I did hear from the other end of the room, Strength 82 Power Challenge and <laughs> I started adding up in my head the strength of every character in my deck with that icon and assuming we both that I could flip Kong the banners and he had his deck out and he would flip trading with Pentoshi to make me have free extra gold then I could maybe maybe block it with Tywin and um, funny story during the game towards the end um, he flipped trading with the Pentoshi and I flipped Kong the banners when he had pretty much his deck out yeah and I was able to win a power challenge with Tywin.
0: Oh, lovely. And what strength was he?
1: He was 31 and I knew, uh, no, sorry, he was, the, the, I defended for 31 total. Tywin's strength was 19.
0: Okay. That's a very respectable strength.
1: It is, yeah. It was, it was 18 and then I paid one gold to Ambush and Widow's well, and it became 90. Mm.
0: Of course, of course. So um, congratulations, of course. That's you you've won you've won Blackwater a road to Starlak event that yes. is the biggest tournament in the UK we've ever had which definitely makes you the best player in the UK
1: it, oh, I, I think I'm talking to the best
0: player <laughs> oh thank you you're too kind I' many um, letters after my name. so uh, <laughs> this is true but of course you added some of those letters to my name
1: well you deserve them
0: yeah very close personal friend at the end that's that means a lot to me thank you Josh Oh, well. <laughs> It means a lot to me, though it means a lot to you. <laughs> so, uh, what was your overall opinion of playing Lannister Kraken? Oh, I was so bored.
1: <laughs> I, I, I was genuinely rooting for the other person in some Craven's game, especially because his deck was really doing its thing, and I, I, I was like, your deck is beautiful. I'm loving every second of this. Then there was one point where he definitely could have closed with Balon's power challenge, but he he was playing Gridge Lords of crossing. And he had to do the Chump Intrigue first. I defended the Chump Intrigue. Alanis part. I've got. I happen to have a gold nightmares. That's so I sad. even went I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's definitely what sealed it for me against Corbin. Um Also, big kudos, kudos, Craven for, for playing Kraken's grasp Krak- Krak- on me. Because I then played around it excessively in every other Greyjoy game to the point where Wedge went, why are you defending so big? And I said, because you might have a grasp. And he went, who runs grasp? And I went, that's what you'd say if you were running grasp.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's so true. I've, I've uh, well lost challenges, certainly. I don't know if I've lost yeah. games because I didn't uh, calculate for the grasp. But it's, it's frustrating.
1: As a point, though, Wex often likes to run it when he builds his own deck, so I was actually used to playing around it before, so once I figured, oh, other people own this card, because everyone has the same card pool, <laughs> I was then able to uh, super block.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Oh dear. So um, I remember you coming up to me after about three rounds and saying, how are you doing? He's like, oh, one again. Like, oh, well done. Just, no, I just want to drop. I don't want to play any more Lannister. And of course, a couple of weeks ago, you you sent us a a decklist, a Lannister decklist without Tywin, because he's just a boring card to play with. Yeah. Um, If you hadn't have got really, really drunk on Friday... Yeah. What would you have played?
1: I would have played Tyrell, Lords of the Crossing, with three copies of every card that says Wildling on it. Except Doshu, because that would be cheating. I'll hasten to add that. All the neutral Wildlings.
0: Okay, and was
1: um, it good? Um, well, I'd only had three test games with it, all on the Thursday night before we went on the Friday, and um, I played two games against Wex running a Lanny Kraken build. Is that the Lanny Kraken build that won Blackwater? <laughs> um, it it was indeed card to card in the same sleeves, would you believe?
0: <laughs> and um, I beat it both times. So you're saying... <laughs> So you're saying the deck that should have won backwater was Tyro Crossing Wildlings? Well
1: I'm not being funny, but I would have I wouldn't have cared about Winterfell in the final. Because no? that deck definitely had six winter plots.
0: <laughs> six. Wow. And what was the last plot? Um trading.
1: Oh no, pulling the strings. Oh,
0: yes. of course. Of course it was. That's why we've got the house card, man. <laughs> well, and the arbor. Well, yeah, there was, was Arbor. And the informants.
1: Yes, there was also, running all that ambush. It was also to the Rose Banner. In fact, that's the reason the deck got <laughs> left out. I decided to drop the to the Rose Banners for Nightmares on the morning of the tournament.
0: Mm. <laughs> and then it got left on the table.
1: And it got left in Phil's car boot, because that's where my folders were. Ah, right. It, Look, it's it's uh, risky. Yeah, it is risky. It's very risky. Um on saturday i made the conscious decision to leave all of my things at for sphere so i couldn't possibly forget anything on the sunday
0: that makes a lot more sense um so you say you got really 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 drunk on uh on friday on yeah. friday night we uh we obviously you were there we we met up for some Was beer. we went for a curry and we went for more beers but have you got any particular highlights from friday you want to share with us
1: um, well, I'd just like to congratulate Andreas and Rhys, as well as myself, because on Friday night, Andreas, Reese and I had a gin drinking competition mm. and we won.
0: <laughs> what, all of you?
1: We ought, We definitely won.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not sure Andreas won.
1: This this, this is true. <laughs> he
0: looked He looked very sad at points in that evening. And he looked very, very sad on Saturday morning.
1: He did look very, very sad on Saturday morning. I believe he christened Hercules Road on Saturday morning.
0: <laughs> That's one way, one, one way to put it. Um, so, whilst Andreas christened Hercules Road and you lost your deck, what happened to Reese?
1: R- Reese. Um, <laughs> R- Reese misplaced his claws. And, well. Reese was—you we, were supposed to be staying in the same hostel as me. Reese was supposed to be staying in your room. Yep. Um, I don't have much memory of the Friday night, but I do <laughs> remember on the Sunday morning, turning up at Darkstar to find Reese asleep on what we've dubbed Palette Town from two years ago. Yep. Um, wearing nothing but my shirt. <laughs> well, it's it, sorry that that's that's inaccurate. He had trousers on.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Obviously. Yeah, my last uh, memory of Reese on Friday night was him. Oh, we just ordered the taxi, and yeah. as it pulled up, he ran away with a road sign. I believe it was keep left. Yeah, I think it was, and and then that was it. it he was gone.
1: I think I <laughs> and I saw him gone. the
0: next morning, and he said he had tried to walk towards the. He had, I think he'd got a taxi to the nearest tube station. Yeah. Tried to walk to the hotel and just ended up at Darksphere So, you know. Yeah. Went in Rome. Why not?
1: But yeah, I mean, it was really inspiring the Friday night. It totally geared me up to uh, go big on the Saturday night. But unfortunately, there just wasn't time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the problem with making the cut at these events is that it really restricts your drinking time, as we discovered. Because obviously, um, you made the cut and I was TOing. Yeah. So we were at for till what, 10 o'clock? Just. Before it doesn't help. That I was stood around
1: for forty minutes, not realising that we weren't doing the semis that night.
0: <laughs> that doesn't help. No, no, no. It doesn't. Yeah, I remember coming over and just going, "Are we playing? Oh, no, no, oh, off." Well,
1: nobody else was anywhere near finishing their rounds anyway. That sort—I wasn't, to know. Oh, except for Evan and Ben, they finished quite
0: quickly as well. Um, yeah. So, as people might be might gather, we then went for drinks. Yes. Um, You'll be. Everyone will be happy to hear that uh, last year, after the pub shut, uh, we went drinking with some of the bar staff in another yes. pub. And there's a picture of Peel and Reese in a kebab shop with one of the barmaids. Yeah. Well, that barmaid's now a manager. So congratulations to her. But yeah, we went drinking again, didn't we? And that was that was nice. We
1: did. Um, we had a couple in a couple of pubs.
0: Yeah.
1: And then we went back for a nightcap.
0: We did. And the the two of us uh, lay on the grass, looking at the stars. Chatting, drinking whiskey and Coke. Um, a rather interesting thing happened around the corner from our hotel. Do you want to uh, uh, Well, about?
1: I feel this is more your story than mine, because you shared that little moment with the security
0: guard. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. So, uh, not, not safe for work, this story. Uh, we, um, we heard a noise from around the corner, and you said, I think, I think someone's bucking back there. I was like, well, maybe. And this girl walks out into the hostel grabs a can of Coke, walks back out, round around the corner. All right, something's going on here. And five minutes later, the security guard walks out. round. Then the girl walks out, looking red-faced. Wait. And then a bloke oh. walks past, looking red-faced. And then the security guard walks round with a smile on his face. And he's like, what was going on, security guard? And he's like, I oh, know, nothing. Just telling him to move along. It, was like, it wasn't nothing, security guard. We saw her wipe her mouth. Did. And uh, he enjoyed that comment. <laughs> so yeah, so that was really nice, just uh, drinking whiskey and Coke. In, in he the was moonlights. a very
1: pleasant security guy. I thought he was going to take our whiskey off us, but he just asked us to uh, be respectful.
0: Which is fine, we always are. Obviously. Yes. Uh, so what did you get up to on the Sunday then? You obviously, you, you finished your cup games, and then uh, you had the wondrousness of first edition
1: yeah, yeah I got it. first <laughs> edition Um a very generous TO decided that winning the event allowed me to jump into the side event on, with a record of 2-1 and just join the Swiss
0: yeah I, I thought it would be uh it wouldn't be fair if you were catapulted automatically into the cut. yeah oh, three and, <laughs> uh, and again when Evan dropped up joined us after the fir- after the top four yeah. he came in on a record of one-on-one yeah so, uh, so what did you play for first edition?
1: Uh, I played Lannister No Agenda. It was a very similar build to when we played in Poland, except I zhuzhed up the Klansman module a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was already painted dogs and mountain refugees. I found a little room for Atimit, Ashaga, Arcella, which was fun. Were you running
0: Tyrion as well?
1: Um, I wasn't. I was running the Tywin that kind of goes with them.
0: Okay. For those who uh, aren't aware, like, Tyrion didn't really see any play in 1st edition. There's Corset Tyrion who saw no play. There's the Clansman Tyrion who saw play in Dedicated clansmen's decks. Yeah. There's the Shadows Tyrion who I feel sometimes like... got a one-off.
1: Yeah. I feel like the Shadows Tyrion started to see a lot of playing Lanyan A decks
0: towards the end. He did, when the King's Guards were about. Yeah. Um and then there was uh, there was a king there was another Tyrion who stole cards out of your opponent's hand and put them into play. And he was really good, but he gave up power when he died and he was prized two, yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, Tyrion didn't really see a lot of play. Um and there was only really one playable copy of Tywin that saw any real play. Uh and he was released. It's it the, the dominance cycle. with Tywin, yeah? Uh, it was definitely the dominance win Tywin, yeah. Win, dominance, spend some gold, claim some power. Love it. You don't need no. to spend the gold. You just need to have the gold. Oh well, it's fine because you're not using the gold, so uh, keeping we'll just use it. You use den of the wolf. Oh yeah, you're right. Or um, if you've got taxation revealed, yeah, you can uh, you can keep the gold. Yeah, that makes sense. Or planning ahead, ahead, is it? Planning ahead. Planning yeah. ahead. Um, true. There is there is utility for that, uh, but no, the does not kneel to attack tricon renowned for strength one. He saw the play. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's pretty good he was good and he had Magali art which of course is uh, yes. is very important a Magali count is almost as important as a DBQ <laughs> I was just thinking that uh, if you hadn't gathered by now I didn't play at Blackwater I TO'd with the assistance of my uh, my wonderful lovely assistant glamorous assistant Tagore um, who was the lead TO the last two years but yes. I managed to just kind of manhandle him into letting me do it for whatever reason I don't know uh, but he did a lot of commentary and I did all the, um, all the shouting. Because if, if you've ever met me, I love a good shout. Um, so uh, I got to announce all the things. And we had, I think we had 87 players to begin with until we realized that uh, one of them didn't exist. Um, so we were doing, you know, we had like 43 tables. Uh, and there was a wonderful moment where we announced that there would be seven rounds of Swiss, Swiss cut to top 16. Um, there was a perfect DBQ of two was great um it's the best it is you cannot get better than a dbq of two um and then we saw whammer reminded me why don't we do eight rounds and (laughs) i remember yeah of course we do eight rounds so i said to everyone guys do you want to do eight rounds and we can all intentionally draw the first round and of course the entire room said yes let's intentionally draw the first round why would we not so everyone went into their first game with two points, and it was lovely. It
1: was also a cunning uh, loophole, just in <laughs> case you hadn't printed enough Banter Behind the Throne additional prize
0: part. I did. The Banter Behind the Throne prize for not being a dick sponsored by Banter Behind the Throne is only available to people who did not intentionally draw. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have to give any out, uh, but luckily everyone got one in the end.
1: Did um, the listeners know about the card?
0: Uh, I did mention it. Oh, okay. A couple of weeks ago, yeah, that was the Heads on Spikes that we've yeah. spoilt on the um, on the Facebook page. Uh, there are a number of copies going with Whammer to Gen Con, so if you want it. some, uh, he'll have some. Uh, I don't know how he's going to give them out, whether it's randomly or to people he plays or whatever, uh, but go along, shake his hand and uh, stroke his moustache and he'll give you a card maybe. Um, there are also copies of the house cards from Blackwater, which will be available for sale yeah. if anyone wants to pick them up. Fantastic. Uh, the pin-up men. Uh, at a price to be confirmed um, obviously I'll have them at tournaments I'm at later in the year not yeah. all the tournaments but definitely the larger ones and the uh, Road to Starlet ones Josh mm-hmm. I have a few to send with you to uh, Poland
1: I was about to ask that but I didn't want to in case cancer was known it was a bit awkward on the cast
0: <laughs> yeah I've, I've got some to take as an apology because none of the cast can make it to Poland this year Yes, uh, we've got uh, it's
1: up. ok I'm going as banter correspondent <laughs>
0: that's fine then we'll have to do some live radio interviews with you
1: yeah i'm I'm sure that'll work fantastically
0: (laughs) yeah so um yeah Tagore's face when we announced that we were going to do the intentional draw was monstrous i mean for some
1: reason he refused to put it into the software
0: (laughs) he's like we're not actually going to put all the draws in i was like well of course we are everyone just you saw it we were present with the to's we there was no collusion there they they just all took a draw (laughs) that was fine you know there's nothing in the rules against that. The tea was <laughs> <but> definitely present. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we went uh, going into the last round. Two people called me over and asked me to be present for the uh, for a ruling on intentional draws. Yeah. Um, but luckily, both their opponents just went, ha, no, and uh, both the people who asked for intentional draws lost the game. So Fantastic. I was very pleased. Yeah. Uh, but they both well, was one Reese. One was Reese. Thought, um, which you would expect from his uh, magic magic gathering, magic background. Um, obviously, he would have made the cut if he was still there. Yes. Um, and the other guy did make the cut, so it made no difference either way. They were both shoo for the cut, I think. Speaking
1: were... of rounds in a tournament, uh, I feel we should mention Vince's special challenges.
0: Oh, yeah. Go on. Fantastic. They were brilliant.
1: I thought you might want to elaborate because you can probably remember what they are. I <laughs> In a transcendent state of being. Oh, know, before.
0: Okay, sure. <laughs> That's one way to put it. I um, maybe
1: remember two of them.
0: So Vince, uh, Vince had mentioned this to me months and months and months ago, uh, that he wanted to do little round-specific prizes. So in uh-huh. one round, if you achieve something, you get a little prize. Um, and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, go for it. Let me know what you come up with. Give me some ideas, and we'll uh, we'll sort it out. And then he didn't mention it until the morning. Yeah. And he's suddenly just like, here's these. Uh, and he'd give me this list. Or he showed me this list and it was all in French. So he had to translate it for me. Um, but on the first round, uh, you buddy up with the person you're playing against. Second round, Dev. Second round, of course, after the intentional After the intentional draw. Yeah. yeah. Um, you buddy up with the person you're playing against and the team with the highest combined score at the end of Swiss gets a prize. Uh, which is a nice, uh, a nice way to get people talking, and if you're playing someone new, uh, a good way to keep up with them throughout the day to try, you know, try and egg them on. It, 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 it creates new friends. It does, and that was lovely.
1: But not for me because mine was Bambi.
0: Yeah, and that guy's a dick. So oh, <laughs> he's lovely. He is lovely, and he's helping with me with price support for this weekend. So uh, I appreciate that.
1: I look forward to seeing you. <laughs> Are you. I thought Wex was helping you.
0: He is as well. Wex is doing the top of house prizes. <laughs> yes. Bambi's uh, doing the overall prize in generally just getting my ass into gear. Oh, um, I kind of got distracted. For those who aren't aware, it's the Paramore Invitational this weekend. And I kind of got distracted from doing the prize support from that by doing the prize support for Blackwater. <laughs> unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Um, but there's stuff and there's there's stuff on the back burner that when... Uh, an unmentionable person finally gets their ass into gear will be awarded to members of the Paramore Invitational uh-huh. at a later date. No but worries. I will not mention, I will not embarrass them by giving you their name. Uh, but it's someone we all know very well. Uh, so, Vince's. I'm sorry? I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, so, uh, Vince's challenges were things like uh, I think the first one was.
1: Well, they were all themed around preparing the defences of the Battle for Blackwater Bay, and then the actual battle itself.
0: Yeah. So, like the first one was, um... I can't remember.
1: I uh, think Tyrion uh, was trying to gain the support of others at King's Landing after just becoming the Hand.
0: Yeah, something like that. And it was uh, marshal a certain number of characters. Yeah. Uh, in one round. Or something.
1: Oh no! The first one uh, was the buddy thing, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, after the yeah. yeah yeah okay after that and then there there was one for um, uh, the number of characters the first person to have, like, six characters on the board at the end of a round of taxation. Yeah. And there was one for um, Cersei's trying to, you know, get support in the throne room and stuff for uh, and look after all the nobles, and it was, like, the first person to return three gold to the treasury in taxation. Um, there was one for the uh, Tyrells turning up, which is marshalling a certain number of characters. Uh, yeah. One for the wildfire itself, where you had to kill a certain number of characters. Uh, one for building the chain, where it's number of cards in your discard pile. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, tw- I believe so. Yeah, uh, I re-
1: a reference to the Masters Path Agenda from First Edition.
0: I I can only assume that that's a reference to the Masters Path Agenda, um, but it was really cool. And uh, Vince actually stumped up almost all the prize support himself. Yes, uh, which it's I was aware of. And some of the stuff in there was like legitimately rare swag. Yes, uh, he threw in a Starlac map, which was for making either of the cuts at Starlac last year. Uh, a melee map from Starlet last year, so top sixteen in the melee. Yeah. Um, which was Corset Cersei Lannister from 1st edition. Very uh, nice. Top four at um, UK Nationals last year. He's given one of those away. Oh, I, be- I believe he came second there, didn't he, dear? He did come second. Yeah. Uh, and that was not a pretty sight. Well, Sal Dorsan will do that. Sal Dorsan <laughs> does ruin decks that really rely on their locations on 1st Snow of Winter turns, when he has marshalling Neil to destroy a location. And I then play a location which stands a Yeah. (laughs) Those poor Transformer boats. Um, But we won't uh, remind Vince of that monstrosity too much. Um, Yeah, so he put up a lot of prize support for it. There were, you know, Matt from Blackwater last year, Matt from Regionals, Game Night Kits, all all these things that uh, someone as good as Vince has won over the years uh, and he's just given them up. Because to be honest, once you have European champion Shadows Jamie Lannister mat. Yeah. Do you really need any other mats? Because I wouldn't. I only use two mats really now. Yeah. Uh, two or three mats. Uh, so yeah. Although I'm a greedy bastard and keep all mine. Pretty
1: uh, much the same.
0: I think I use about two mats regularly. I've got my my world's joust one. My, yeah. Which is Drogon. Mm-hmm. Um, my Martell Red Vengeance one. Yes. And then my band's behind the throne. One. Front mat, yeah. So, yeah.
1: I, I tend to use my flea button for a car. Um, twenty fourteen mat. Oh yeah. Which is the siege of Pike, and because uh, I gave the twenty fifteen one away. Oh, did you? Um, remember when Cabe wrote a little love letter to Ross and gave his mat to Ross? Yeah. I decided that now Lucinda plays, she needs a mat a mat that matches Ross's.
0: So oh
1: to say matt i got a sharpie and i uh, made a bit of a, a tasteful parody of it i'd like to think
0: <laughs> that's that's really nice i like that um yeah so speaking of price support obviously we put on house cards um yeah. banter put on um heads on spikes uh, and there was some um, banner of the rose agendas as well which yes. i'm a big fan of with the uh, the playmat art of um Loras Tyrell and Garland dressed as Renly riding in.
1: Yes, uh, I had a bit of an issue with my map. What? I feel as if it's judging me.
0: <laughs> For playing the wrong deck?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to be quite faction loyal to Tyrell in 2nd edition as well. So, yeah, I can't look them in the eye, but luckily they're wearing helmets with visors, so it's all good.
0: <laughs> That's fine, yeah. Just uh, well, you were playing Lannister, and obviously the Tyrells were coming to help the Lannisters.
1: Yes. So so I was playing Lannister banner for the Rose instead of banner for the Kraken. Yeah, you might have gotten away with that.
0: That would have been super thematic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, another bit. Obviously, we opened a game night kit for some prize support. Yeah. Um, we had the banner for the Rose. We had some odd tokens and things that Tagore had picked up over the years and had spares of. Um. A really nice touch was uh, one of the French guys, Michael, uh, from Paris, had some spare swag from the Tawny of the Hand. Yes. So that everyone in the top 16 got um, an alt art. Um, is this the Hedge oh, Knight? It's the, it's the uh, no, Tumblestone Knight. Oh, yeah. Uh, or Knight of the Tumblestone, whatever he is nowadays. Yeah. But in French. So obviously a lot of people didn't have him. Uh, top eight got the Hedge Knight from Tourney de Le Mans. Uh, top four, regional barris.
1: Was that art from the original cover of the Hedge Knight as well? I don't know where it's oh, from, it's, but it, it is bad. Duncan it Egg. Is Duncan Egg,
0: isn't it? I love that. It's really nice art, yeah, and a great touch. Uh, Varus is from the regionals in French, and um, jousting contest for the finalists and the Eerie for the finalists, I think.
1: Jousting contest is a fantastic
0: one. Yeah, and obviously, uh, obviously, all in French. So, cheers to them and cheers to the French meta for bringing that along. Because although uh, you know we had a, a lot of participation prizes of random prizes, uh, we didn't have that many for the progress. It was the, the mat as well. World. Yeah, and, and the play mat, of course. Um, and uh, a couple of other mats, Tagore and I had picked up. And there was oh, something I... else that we gave out. Oh, the uh, all the art that. Um... Oh, the framed art. Yeah, the uh, the artist Camilla uh, Camilla Fish, who had done the house cards, uh, gave us the art, the original art for each of the, them, and we gave them away as a, a top best of faction in the Swiss. Yeah. So uh, they were really cool. Um, some people were really pleased, like Tamas Salbeck Tam- had the uh, had the Raymond, uh, yeah. and he really liked it and. Yeah. I gave it to Javi, the Lannister one, and he just seems confused, <laughs> 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 which is a good response to getting a uh, a naked um, and of course naked I think Phil
1: Craker probably got the Loras one.
0: Uh, yes, as the only Tyrell player, Phil Craig did get the Loras Tyrell art, hiding his uh, hiding his bum with his rainbow glass cloak. I'm a big fan of those house cards, so uh, hopefully other people will like them as well. Was there a Sansa prize? Yeah, the Prize was a uh oh no, they got first pick of all like the random prizes. Ah, I see. Yeah. I think they took the regional mat. Yeah, with the Eddard on it. The Wolves Something of the North out. Yeah, which is obviously really nice. All right, so going on to first edition. Uh you covered your deck briefly earlier, but uh how did your the rest of your day go? When what what did you actually play against?
1: Well, I only had to play one round of swiss and then two rounds in the cut. <laughs> um so round 1 was against uh Andreas Aldrin, great guy. Um, he just won a drinking contest on the Friday night as well, <laughs> and um, he was playing a favourite of mine, Baratheon Conquest to Lannister, nicknamed Infamous. so there was a Mace Tyrell card in first edition, and he had the, he had Renown, and he had the text, while it is not summer. Um, reduce the amount of power each player needs to win the game by the amount of power on Mace Tyrell. So for all intents and purposes, that's just kind of like double renown with a double-edged sword built in. Mm -hmm. But if you found a way to give him the Lannister-specific keyword in 1st edition, which was infamy, you could move and put power on him instead of your house card. And then it becomes a much more dangerous proposition altogether. So, obviously, there was the Conquest to Lannister for all the different effects that gave him for me, and it was essentially a combo rush deck. Unfortunately, I knew exactly what the deck did and had all of the answers in my own deck. Mm -hmm. Um, So, that didn't go fantastically for him, and I made it through the top four, where I played Andres Aldrin, who was running a a Baratheon Conquest to Lannister deck. Okay. Um, that game went a lot better for him, and he almost definitely would have won if he'd have just played his cards in the correct order. So for people who don't know, there was a Sansa Stark in 1st edition who allowed you to search your deck for any card, and then if you had the fewest cards in command, that's cards on the table and in your hand, uh, you got to put in your hand. If you didn't, you had to put in the discard pile. So he's geared up to go to play her, to go grab his big attachment and sort everything out, but before he plays her, he decides to play an event card called Riches from the Reach, which drew you four cards, ignoring the draw cap, but then you could not draw cards for the rest of the game. You could still search for cards, you could still move cards and add cards to your hand, but um, that wasn't the issue. He still could have played Sansa, but after, amazingly, after drawing four cards, he did not have the fewest amount of cards.
0: That's so sad.
1: Would you believe? And then eventually I, I, I got my cold hands and I had enough kneel and I just controlled it. But then in the final against Evan, running Baratheon Knights of the Realm Shadows Heavy, um, he saw what I would call the direct counter to my deck. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw a card called Sir Aris Ocar.
0: Is that the wrong Serrara Um,
1: Well, me and Evan both had to agree that it was definitely the correct one because I had what you would call the correct one stuck in my hand doing nothing all game. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically my deck kneeled, knelt, knelt people down and Serrara was after cards come into Shadows, I guess the closest equivalent now would be Ambush. It was sort of a prepaid Ambush, partially. Um, after a card entered play in that fashion, you could trigger Sorarisor Kart as standard character. So it just counteracted all my Neil. And then I tried to stall playing my reset until I had an answer to certain things that were going on. Um, but I wasn't able to close it out in time because of Aris and another card called the Black Cells, which was slowing me down a lot. So yeah, for all intents and purposes, in that final, he definitely had the right Sorarasaur card. And mine was the wrong one.
0: Sure. Okay. Uh, so, I got to play a bit of First Edition.
1: Yes, you did. How did I that
0: go? I, I I loved it. I have missed it. I mean, that's no surprise to people who listen to the podcast regularly. Um, I love Second Edition, but I love First Edition. Um, I got to play a game during the week with Secondary Dave, uh, yes. and I cancelled his save as well, and that just made me happy. And then I was just all set for first edition. Uh, I played against Bambi. I was playing um, House of Dreams, and Solo, which is it was I think it was one card different to what I took to Worlds, or what I took to Star which is very <laughs> similar to what I took to Worlds. Yes. Um, and this is the first game Bambi and I have played each other since the final of the the first constructed game Bambi and I have played each other in since the final of the Power Invitational last year, which was the same ah. matchup. So uh, that was fun. That was the tournament i first took Duran Solar to uh and after the oh,
1: we worlds testing
0: uh really yeah to an extent yeah and then after the tournament i said i want to play this for worlds and wedge told me to drop gaston gray and then whammer ran with a similar version of the list and made it actually good yes um, <laughs> with the help of Drakey and some others um but yeah so i played i played uh bambi and that wasn't pretty he had a bit of a slow start and uh Doran and Solar's really, really strong deck, I saw two copies of Maester of the Sun very early, and so his Valour was useless. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so I won that. I went on to play against Rowan, and uh, even though he managed to get a couple of really nasty challenges off with the Burned Men, he couldn't recover. Yeah. I I had a um, you'll, you'll like this card, it is one of the top three banter cards in the deck uh, Number one is the Dragonbone Dagger. Obviously Number two is Open Market Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so Dragonbone Dagger is a Lannister attachment, which you run in Martell because uh, it has the text Any phase, pay one gold to return from your discard path to your hand. And Doran Solar is uh, a location you start, pl- start with in play, and uh, when a card's discarded from hand, you draw two cards. So this Dragonbone Dagger uh, is the consistent fuel for your discard tech. Yeah. Uh, open market... So, like, there's,
1: there's engines to discard cards as well.
0: Of course. Open The, the, the easiest one is the... Uh... The Hermitage, discard a card yes. to give an icon. The Mace of the Sun, discard a card to save a Martel character from being killed or discarded. Um, were you running Marines? I wasn't running the Marines, no. no. Uh, I thought about it, but no, they were too much. It, was, it just The idea excited me for a second there. I, I They were in the original cut. And yes. they, they didn't make it to the Invitational. Um, the open market, for those who haven't seen it... Uh, discard dominance kneel and discard two cards to return a card from your discard part of your hand does it
1: have to be summer
0: it does have to be summer yeah uh, a lot of the discard tech the thing about the summer is that it gives you both gold draw and extra discard tech so it was just a no brainer at all in that deck it was brilliant um but the third most banter card is ober Shieldbearer. yes Which is any phase, discard, if it is summer, discard Oberon Shield Bearer to cancel the next three triggered effects until the end of the round? Triggered by your opponent. This round, yeah. Yeah, and in first edition, there are pre plot actions. So, what that allowed me to do is to blow him up, Valor, no, Rowan couldn't flip flip Outwit, which would cancel my Valor, and no, he couldn't use any of his saves because they would just be cancelled. So yeah. it allowed me to clear the board for definite. And so letting a three-claim military through that killed Ariane and like all of my claim soak wasn't an issue, because yeah. I still had over in Shieldbearer, and he allowed me to wipe the board. Um, so that was really cool. After that, I saw like loads of um, uh, Savassas and things that just bounce all these big things, and there wasn't yeah. really much of a game after that. Um, so I got to play against Buzz, which uh, I thought would go well, but it didn't. Uh, I got to the second play, the plot phase turn two, and if yeah. I had got to challenges, I would have been fine because I had Fury of the Sun. Yes. so if I won the entry challenge, I could bounce uh, Mace. He had no cards in hand. He wasn't going to draw a dupe or a bodyguard or anything, so yeah. that would, bodyguard wouldn't have helped him. So that would have been mm-hmm. fine, but of course he won yeah, in I the know. plot phase with Into the Lists, <laughs> which I'd forgotten about, which irritated me because I ran it at Worlds in my melee deck.
1: I, so I, I should know yeah. better. I've won uh, Jousts at Stalic off into the
0: lists. Into the lists, for those who don't know, when revealed, each player nails a character with a military icon. The highest strength character claims two power. Non-army character as well. Non-army character, you're right, yeah. It should have been non-army, non-creature, really. (laughs) Yes. Um, So that's cool. And then I played against Evan, uh, which went really, 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 really well to begin with. And I got up to lots of power. And then on my To the Spears turn, he flipped aftermath uh Uh, aftermath for those who don't know is essentially wildfire that happens at the end of the marshalling phase but it's discard um and to the spears it's characters you kneel don't kneel characters you control don't kneel to attack um so i was expecting to close i had four renowned characters on the table and i had Ariane in hand to and she raises claim when she attacks and i had enough cards in hand and the location to give all my characters all the icons um unfortunately between the cards he drew and the aftermath, I was left with three characters on the table. One of them was knelt, and one of them was blank. <laughs> so I only had one renowned character. Uh, so that didn't go as well as it could have done.
1: See, I managed to forgotten plans as aftermath. It was about the only decent thing I did that game. That's
0: pretty impressive. I was uh, I was thinking, you know, what do I what do I do when he valors? Like, I was, okay, you know what? I've got stuff in hand. Uh, if he valors now, it's not a problem. Yeah. Um. No, he's got Aftermath as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot that's a card. It's a good card. very, very good card. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that was me out at 2-2. But I had a great time playing first edition, and uh, I'm looking forward to playing first edition draft this weekend.
1: Yes, I heard my cards in the
0: pool, so I'm pretty excited. Your card? Ten Towers. Oh, it will be in the pool, yes. It isn't yet. (laughs) Okay. Uh. All right, so after Evan had beaten me, he moved on to beat you quite handily, and he won the uh, won the first Indeed. division. Uh, but we also had some other side events. Uh, the king of melee, Vince, decided to commentate, but there was a melee tournament. Um, we had quite a few, uh-huh. fans, like 27, I want to say, some, some mid, mid yeah. to late 20s.
1: Um, Understandably the most popular event. Yeah, uh, for some reason.
0: Um, I know a reasonably new player Alex from London made the cut uh, he didn't lose a game in huh? Swiss uh, and I know he he only started like three or four months ago so fantastic job well done to him um, I know two of the French guys would have made the cut but had to drop uh, I don't know too much else other than that except uh, an Italian guy called Stefan won and he was playing a melee deck uh, yeah fantastic. And was, Yeah, that's... yeah. Uh, so congratulations to him and um, there was also a first edition draft, which took numbers away from our first edition constructed. Um, we had two pods. We didn't quite have enough draft packs to do either Westeros or ice and fire drafts. So we mixed the two together and I think each, you know, we opened a load of draft packs and just put like 10 from this, 10 from the other 10 from this.
1: Booster by booster effectively.
0: Yeah. Which people seem to enjoy. So, uh, good for them. We had two pods, uh, I think Whammer won the first pod and uh, Kev won the second pod, so we have a, uh, yeah. you know, a household rivalry there. Um, but I know you know a bit more about the final than me, so do you want to cover what actually happened?
1: I know no, there was just one mention, Yeah, well, I wanted to mention something weird that the uh, two pools created first of all, if that's okay, because I just remembered. Go on. Um, it resulted resulted in, at one point, Whammer grinning at me thoroughly when he was playing Remco, Remco and Duping his Kingsguard um, character recursion, Melisandra, with the return of the others unopposed, grab Melisandra. Nice, which you know we wouldn't often get.
0: <laughs> no, but you will next week in Highlander. <laughs> yes,
1: looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, to pr- I, th- I believe it was a pretty clutch challenge, and Keb was one strength lower currently uh, on the defense, but she decided it's a Brendan's guile just for the tutor effect. Um, for those people who don't know, so Brendan's guile was a first edition, technically neutral event. Um, it was a challenges action. You chose a start character to get plus one strength until the end of the challenge, not the phase, I believe. Um, then regardless of whether you won or lost, um, it's just like as a then on top of the strength pump. Um, Search the top four cards of your deck for a House Tully card. Reveal it and add it to your hand. Shuffle the other cards back into your deck. Now what's interesting about it is it has the House Tully trait itself. So she was able to Subrundan's Guile into a second copy of Subrundan's Guile. Which gave her, this and play it immediately, which gave her the strength bump she was uh, she needed to be able to win that clutch challenge. And then obviously was able to chew another Tully card. I think a guard at Run.
0: That's just fantastic.
1: Isn't it just?
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's beautiful things like that that just make it all worthwhile, Josh. It, it
1: isn't. <laughs> this, this, is why, this is why our event of traits. I'm looking forward to good things coming from dreams and songs.
0: Yeah. Um, I know there's some song tech in Lord of the Rings.
1: This, so this is true, yeah.
0: Why not in Thrones?
1: I imagine That's we'll awesome. certainly see some Ormond tech.
0: Yes. Is it just uh, Valor and First Snow so far?
1: Oh, yes, but also um, the Dragon's Tale event card is an omen.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I like trait-based synergy. Yes. As long as it's uh, good synergy and not you know, just it's, it's it's in it's there for the sake of it.
1: It's always felt a very elegant way of doing things to me rather than writing things out a very long way. I mean, speaking of trait synergies, you should probably mention Secondary Dave's, Dave's deck, because he was so happy all weekend. Oh,
0: Christ, I forgot about that completely, yeah. Um, so, I asked Secondary Dave what he wanted to play for 1st edition, and we'd sorted him out a Stark deck, 2nd edition, and, you know, whatever, Starkfield too. Yeah. Uh, so, in 1st edition, he's like, I want to play Old Nam. I was like, okay, so do you want, like an Old Nan abuse deck, or do you want just, like, a deck that runs Old Nan and does other things? Because I could build him, like, a Maester's deck, or I could just build him, like, a generic Stark Knight's deck with Dissension yeah. in it. Yeah. And he's like, no, I want to abuse Old Nan.
1: Um, that could be taken the wrong way. Okay, that that is true. Um, can we please not call this an Old Nan abuse deck?
0: <laughs> okay. The correct title of the deck is Old Nan's Holiday to Essos and her Journey to Slaver's Bay.
1: Uh, which I later renamed after watching uh, one of his players. Go on, then. Um, I believe he turned, made someone a refugee. I think it was a bail on Greyjoy. Yeah. And then he made a Maester Wendemir a refugee as well because he at night held ha- her or some such. Mm-hmm. Um, then he proceeded to play Dissension. Um, I decided to call it Old Nan's Bre- Brexit Wish Fulfillment Death. <laughs> You're a all the refugee, you're gone. You're a refugee, you're gone.
0: <laughs> okay. Because
1: sure. that's all he was doing all day. <laughs>
0: yeah, so for those who don't know, in first edition, Old Nan has um, the ability, any phase, near Old Nan to give or take away a trait from a character. Or, or a card? Character, I think, uh, Old Nan. I think
1: it's character, the Copper card.
0: The Copper Link is definitely card. <laughs> um... So, the most important one of those is that it allows you to use Dissension, which was a marshalling event, discard an ally or a mercenary or two Uh refugees. So, you could use Old Nan to turn someone into a refugee, and then play Dissension to discard them and another refugee. And there was a couple of effects in there to stand her. Um, But the real beauty of playing it out of Targaryen was the uh, uh, Sajora Mormont, who when he comes into play, you discard an ally or a mercenary. Yeah. And uh, Dario Naharis, who, when he comes into play, discard a knight or a traitor. So you've got these two characters who are discarding when they come in, as well as Dissension. You have uh, Dragon Bite.
1: I was about um, to mention Dragon Bite. <laughs>
0: well. Yeah. Um, which was, uh, if attached... It's an attachment, zero cost. Yeah. If attached character is participating in a challenge with a dragon, then they die instantly. So as soon as they go into a challenge, you just make them a dragon and they kill Eat themselves. Yourself. Yep, and it burns through saves. Yeah. Um, what else is there? There's ambush from the plains, which allows you to put in the uh, the Jora and the Dario halfway through challenges. Yeah. Uh, there's the Daenerys who kills people when she attacks, just to, and you can then use those characters to force through the challenges. Was perhaps an Ygritte? Uh I think there was an Igret, Yeah, she steals Night's Watch characters. Um, there's a Rhaegar's harp, which is an attachment that gives me all yeah. of the traits. So it's another way, if you don't see old Nan, to just remove things with your events. Um, and then just a couple of other... Uh, like Horn of Dragons? Uh, no, there was no Horn of Dragons. I don't Dragons want to put it on. There. Yeah, I didn't really think about it. Who can you put it on? It's just great uh, characters. Uh,
1: I, I, actually, it might just be unique characters.
0: Okay. I didn't think about that, because... Uh, yeah. It's, it's very sad. It's very difficult to build, because um, yeah. I've taken my first edition cards out of binders, and they're now in like a big box. Not so a nice... They're broadly in order, and they're by house, but it's a lot more difficult to kind of browse through what you want. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what there is. It's especially difficult with the neutrals and the um and the out of house cards. Whereas before, I might think of that. It's it's beyond me now that kind of wonderful jank. But uh,
1: Horn of Dragons is unique character only.
0: Oh, so you could have played it. Yeah, it but would it have four been four gold. gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is a lot. Um, and then the, yeah, there was also things like uh, it ran more learned crest than you would expect so it ran like the Ghost of High Heart great card so you can run um, Outwit to stop the Valor to protect Old Nan and Daenerys because um, Old Nan has a learned crest to help that way as well Yeah. Uh, it ran um, Call to Court to return characters to your hand so you could abuse Jorah Jor- and Dario oh. more uh, yeah there was a lot of uh, little things in there um, Edmure Tully to shuffle Dissentrum back into your deck or put Old Nan back into your deck or whatever yeah um, yeah, just lots of like little tricks and synergies in there, which kind of just weren't deliberate, but just kind of worked when you put all these good cards. T- you, you built the theme, you put all the good cards in surrounding them, and then it all just kind of worked together. Um, and on his first game, he got a seven-card setup, which just disgusted me beyond belief, including Daenerys.
1: That's ridiculous with all the out of house cards in that deck as well.
0: Oh, there's no no because it was conquest.
1: Oh, it was, it was conquest oh, to start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, there was... I don't think there was any actual out-of-house house cards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he got seven-card setups with uh He set up a you know, a gold location and two Cs. Yeah. Which are, like, King's Ro- non-limited zero-cost King's Roads for, uh, for second edition players. A refugee who's a zero-cost character. um, Daenerys, a two-cost character. And I was like, oh, what's your seventh card? And he's like, oh, it's this. Oh, it's a Street of Steel. You can set that up as well. Oh, yeah. Seven-card <laughs> setup sake though um, but he ended he, he went one and three in the end um, unfortunately his deck petered out against Rowan um, yeah. and uh, yeah he lost two of the other games but in the one deck the one game it really went off with old Nan it was uh, it was a sight to behold oh he uh, he lost against Rowan because Rowan flipped Valor and Dave wasn't expecting him to play it ah. so he didn't outwit that was the issue so uh, yeah, congratulations to Dave in playing that monstrosity of a the deck. It really was a sight to be to behold. Can I be cheeky enough to ask what you're playing on this Saturday? um I'll probably play Martell Wolf fantastic, I really like that deck uh, and i really we are making the uh the first pack legal. yes, we are, so anything that's been spoilt from the first pack uh will be legal. Alexander Hines is coming along and he said he may even have the first pack. Ooh. So, <laughs> if we have it by then, then uh, we'll de- everything will definitely be legal and people can proxy it up at the morning off. Um But, yeah, that allows me to play Harmanullah. Yes. Uh, which is what I'm really excited about. Just dropping a one-drop ambush bastard daughters in on first snow turns. That's the
1: dream. As surprise claims, oak, yeah. Yeah. Well, Rowan asked someone to build him a deck for it, and my idea for him was utilising Harmanullah and Mance. Yeah. But as the agenda going Martel Banner for the Rose, because it would also have informants, House Florent Knights, exactly twelve Tyrell cards. Um, but also Bear the Maiden Fair and much and more, sorry. Mm-hmm. Gift of Arborette, to go with the towers for the of the sun. And doing those in all the weird little phases.
0: Yes, of course. That sounds right up Rowan's alley.
1: Yeah. yeah. Whereas I myself am wanting to try out a bit of Bridge Encampment.
0: Yeah, and how many summer plots are you running in this deck?
1: How many summer plots? Yeah, um, yeah. Five?
0: Five, okay.
1: Five first snow and a marching artist. Ah, oh, okay. And my cost curve for characters starts at the number Four. 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 <laughs>
0: So, what you did was you took the last first edition deck you played, and you yeah. carried on from there.
1: Like, right, cool. I've
0: got Tywin. Who else shall I have at cost four? Oh, right, well. <laughs> that's that's monstrous. Have you have you tried it yet?
1: Um, I've drew set-up hands and, well, as long as... it long set as, up badly? Uh, bizarrely... It, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I figure as long as if I get Arbor or Bitterbridge encampment, I'm living the dream. Mm-hmm. If I get Bitterbridge encampment and Arbor on set up, I'm living some kind of acid dream. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, you know, full play set of Dothraki Outriders. It's going to be good.
0: Okay. Miri. Mary?
1: Free Miri's. Yeah. Mm. Well, I've I've got High Garden, so it's rude. No. This is true.
0: You are a uh, a strange man, Josh. Thank uh, you. I'm I'm glad that you finally found some 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 junk that's tickled your fancy.
1: Yeah, as soon as I saw that spoil, I was uh, <laughs> all over.
0: <laughs> Don't have to play boring Lannister dragon decks for the the rest of your days.
1: No. it was Lannister Kraken.
0: Sorry, Lannister Kraken. Of course, that is much less boring. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that we want to add on Blackwater or?
1: Except for, of course, giving everyone a big thank you from the weekend. I had a had a great time. Um, to yourself, to Tagore, to Vince, to um, all of my opponents, and everyone who I had a lovely time getting quite tipsy with.
0: <laughs> Tipsy's the word. Uh, yeah, I'll extend that. Thanks to everyone as well. Uh, cheers for coming to Blackwater and making it an awesome weekend. Oh. Um, it's a I,
1: also,
0: I also have to
1: thank uh, Yemyal and Shreda. For having a little watching Josh play party thing, supporting me back up, back in Poland, <laughs> in your native meta. Yeah, in my native meta. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, we Poles were on fire on the circuit this year.
0: Oh yeah, so uh, you've won Blackwater, so we won um, Dockside. Dockside. Didn't and uh... she
1: made the final in Batala.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, um, I would say Fracas, watch out, but probably aware that there's going to be lots of polls at fracas <laughs>
1: <laughs> well t- about 200 people so
0: <laughs> at least a couple of polls
1: yeah one or two i'd imagine mm. and chris is going to play and as we all know chris is the greatest player in the european matter
0: why is chris the greatest player in the european matter
1: and um, because the polls dubbed him so they say he only doesn't play because it's unfair and everyone else
0: oh right okay he is undefeated in competitive second edition i believe
1: in com- in competitive second edition, yes,
0: yes, yes. Was he very much defeated in competitive first edition?
1: He played at one event out of the many events he's been to all around Europe. Yeah, um, he played in one Starlec. Um, he won a jigsaw puzzle for <laughs> the Sansa prize. <laughs>
0: yeah. he's been to more Starlacs than me, but he has played in
1: fewer than many
0: me. Many fewer Starlacs than me. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's always nice. Um, yeah, as I, was, as I was just thinking there was this uh, one parting blow story from uh, from Blackwater another instance of me playing the I'm the TO and this is what I say so uh-huh. shut up Tagore where Wama came up to me before the first round and he said Dave, I left Keb's deck in Stevenage I've built her a deck out of Tagore's cards but we've only got 3 copies of Nightmares and we need 6 copies of Nightmares can I use First Edition Nightmares? And I said, well, of course you can. Like, you're not going to cheat. It basically says the same thing. Everyone knows what Nightmares does. Yes. Um, so that went down well on the stream when he played uh, Reese first round. <laughs> uh, and it went down really badly with Tagore when I told him like half with you the day. I was, oh, did you hear that Wabbers were using uh, First Edition Nightmares? What?
1: To be fair, he was using opaque sleeves. Does it really matter?
0: No, it's fine. Everyone's fine with that. I'm, and it's not the strangest thing
1: that happened on that stream.
0: Oh, was that where uh, Reece, Wham- yeah. Whammer was counting combat strength using Reese's fingers and toes?
1: Yes, Reese took his shoes off and got his feet on the table.
0: <laughs> so if anyone wants to watch a uh, a remarkably interesting game, the first round of Blackwater between Whammer and Reese, that was uh, something special.
1: Oh, also, in a... In the final, I had a bit of a like, nervous jolt through my body and accidentally threw a couple of my cards from my hand face up on the table and Vince was tusking at me. So if you'd like, watch that.
0: <laughs> there seems to be several int- instances of Vince just uh, moaning at you across Josh, the street. what are you doing? <laughs> Two claim intrigue. Oh, no.
1: He wasn't too fussy about the bron- milked bronn play either. From what am to believe?
0: Oh, Vince, you've got no taste in banter players. <laughs> or very clever players, who knows? Yeah. Okay, well, with that, I think uh, I'll love you and leave you, Josh. Thank you very much for joining us on uh, on Banter.
1: Thanks for and, having me.
0: And luckily, it's only going to be a short while until I see you, for i see you in two days from now. I'll,
1: I'll see you on Friday.
0: I think in less than 48 hours, we will be in the old three cocks. So. Uh, the home of you. UK <laughs> thrones. Yeah, the spiritual home of the UK thrones. Uh, So that's going to be fun for everyone. Uh, So, cheers for everyone who came to Blackwater. Cheers for everyone who's listened. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Oh, fucking Sanos, I hate him.